So we're in Athens in the Image Conference. Uh, my name is Mathieu. I've been uh, living in Athens for the last uh, two years now. And um, I ended up here because I was interested to live uh, in Greece, first of all, but also one of the reasons why I was interested to live here was the political context that exists here in Athens. And uh, I have been uh, involved and active in uh, different uh, educational projects around the last two years in a more like, grassroots environments and uh, self-organized uh, environments. Can you expand on what you mean by that? So, um, self-organized as like uh, groups without uh, formal hierarchies that are organized uh, without uh, legal status, uh, autonomous from uh, any organization, any government, any state. What drew you to that? Um, I've, I've been involved, I've been, I've been an activist for many years uh, in different fields. Um, I believe in, in um, self-organization and uh, horizontality and uh, anti-capitalism. And uh, recently I've also got an interest into language teaching, so I, I try to apply this in my language teaching. So what is it that you've been doing in Athens? Um, so I've been teaching in uh, different uh, squat, hosting uh, migrants and refugees around the city. What's a squat? So squat is a house illegally occupied, uh, where it's an abandoned building that has been uh, unused for many years. And uh, some people decide that it's uh, unfair that we have so many people uh, sleeping in the streets while some buildings are empty. So we decided to take a direct action yep. and take these buildings and uh, have people living in there and organizing. And what is it that you've been teaching and what are the needs? So I've been teaching English, uh, English as a foreign language. And the need is uh, for people to, uh, to be able to go on with their lives and to make choices and to have uh, more dignity and autonomy. Language is a very powerful tool. And so we have, there's a huge demand in language skills, or is it here it's Greek and English mostly, to be able to interact with uh, institutions, with people, in order to sort out your life better. And why, why is English being chosen over Greek? Or is it being chosen over Greek? Yeah, it is being chosen over Greek because many people here are in transit and they hope to be um, to migrate to other countries later on and so many people don't want to focus on Greek as they, they see it as useless while a lot of other people focus on Greek because they know they're going to stay here longer or they take the opportunity to learn any new languages. But also there's a huge international community here, especially in the solidarity movement and a lot of NGOs with a lot of people not speaking Greek actually interacting with uh, migrants and refugees. So in order to talk to the people who are close to them, they prefer English. And as well, many Greek people, most of Greek people speak English. So if you learn English, you can interact with more people including Greek background. But um, we can see here people stranded with uh, a lot of people are in limbo because of administrative uh, um, procedures. There have been uh, 
stuck here for days, for weeks, months, years, usually not knowing when it's going to be the next step and how the next step is going to happen. So we see a lot of people waiting and not knowing and grabbing the hope that they will leave soon, whereas the reality is probably they will stay here for a very long time. And where, where are people coming from? Who are you working with? Uh, people come from many different places in the world, um, all over the Middle East and South, um, like Indian subcontinent, Northern Africa, Western Africa, Central Africa, Eastern Africa, even the Balkans. How do you deal with the emotional and psychological aspects of this? Does it feel overwhelming to you? Are some of the stories of the people that you're dealing with, how, how do you deal with that? I myself, I think I would find it very, very hard to kind of have the strength to sort of work in this environment knowing what people have gone through and the kind of trauma that uh, you're dealing with. I mean, I suppose a lot of volunteer teachers are not trained. It's just, you know, uh, willingness and enthusiasm and, and true belief in what they're trying to do. But what kind of strengths or tools do you draw on to deal with some of these, these situations? Well, I guess uh, everyone has their own strategies, but... Um... It can be hard sometimes not to be swallowed by the, all this situation. Um, structure helps because in a very chaotic environment, bringing structure is actually a very good, uh, very good, positive attitude uh, for the people and for yourself to keep to certain like structure and uh, continuity, consistency. I think that helps a lot. Also, for people coming here as activists, as volunteers to know where are your limits, which is not always easy, and to take time uh, to know how you engage with people, and also to reflect a lot, I think reflection, and uh, knowing the context when you're coming, knowing to be prepared, not to jump into many different things at the same time. A lot of people are burning out, um, but also from the, both from the stories, from the experiences that they experience, but also from uh, this feeling of um, there's so much, so much things are needed that you can be very quickly like uh, going from places to places like all the time and being very stressed. So you have to look after yourself, and some people have different ways to do this. So if you're thinking about helping, my first thought is pause for a moment and think a little bit about what you are doing um, because a lot of help here is needed but um, it's also helpful when you come here to know a little bit the background, to know a little bit the context and, and not to... you have to be careful not to bring more work which means that if you want to pass by and see what's going on for a couple of days, maybe maybe it's a better idea to go to the beach, actually. 
Um, but uh, if you're uh, interested in uh, being committed and staying for a long time, it's very, very good. But it's all about consistency and like being a little bit uh, serious about it. It's, uh, but uh, of course, we're uh, welcoming uh, people. If you want to fly for like a couple of hundreds for a week, then we'll consider donating the money. Good point. <laughs> and so if people wanted to donate money or donate help or get in contact with you, how can they do that? Um, I'm actually, I'm currently working with a project called No Border Schools. Um, you can find it through Facebook or uh, our website, noborderschool.com. If you, if you look it up on your uh, favorite search engine, you will find us very quickly. Um, we are uh, a collective and uh, you can get in contact with us. We're organizing trainings for teachers, workshops, and uh, we're developing like tools for, volunteers teach for volunteer teachers to uh, be better at teaching and be better at uh, dealing with all the situation. I think what's important with what you've said is if people are wanting to become involved, um, having the desire is one thing, but arriving and actually creating more work for the people who are trying to make a difference is something that you need to avoid. So the more autonomous you can be with getting here and being here, the better for the project, right? Yes.